You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. I mean, we owe that. We, we, we owe that to the university. We owe that to the people in the state of West Virginia. I've said that. I will continue to say that. I will continue to work my tail off for this team to win games and go to the NCAA tournament and advance in the NCAA tournament. Now, back to the voice of the national championship, Baylor Bears, John Morris. Back with us live from Coach's Smoke Barbecue, 330 Austin Avenue in Waco. That is Bob Huggins, the venerable head coach of the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. He is alma mater and back in, uh, in his 40th year as a college basketball head coach. What a career for Bob Huggins. Hall of Fame career, no doubt. He and the Mountaineers are in Waco to play Baylor coming up tonight at 8 p.m. We welcome you back live from Coach's Smoke. We'll have the broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. And television tonight, Big Monday on ESPN. Fran Fraschilla doing uh, color for the game tonight. And our good friend Fran joins us now. And welcome, uh, let me say, welcome back to Waco. Fran, we're glad you're here tonight. John, always a pleasure, and uh, yeah, we're ready to go. Big Monday. I'm in the uh, I'm in the bowels of the Ferrell Center right now, watching the Baylor Bears uh, finish up finishing up their walkthrough. Very nice. I thought you might be. So we appreciate mm-hmm. your time stepping away to visit with yep. us. You and uh, sure. Boog Shambi and Chris Budden being on with us. Uh, what what are first off? What are your takeaways from the weekend? The Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Uh, the SEC uh, coming out on top, six to four. Uh, nine home teams won, uh, which is not unexpected. Uh, very surprised that Kentucky handled Kansas the way they did. Uh, other than that, you know, Baylor, I thought shorthanded at Alabama was, uh, certainly gave a game performance. Very impressed with TCU and Texas Tech smashing, uh, Mississippi State and LSU. And, uh, all in all, as I looked at the Ken Pomeroy rankings today, the analytics for college basketball, the Big 12 is still way out ahead of uh, the second-best league in the country, which I think is the Big 10, SEC somewhere, I think, third or fourth. But uh, I don't put a lot of stock into it each year because the matchups are, are always different. You know, Auburn, John played, uh, you know, probably the fifth or sixth-best team in the league in, in Oklahoma. And don't forget – there are four very average, mediocre, I'm being kind, teams in the SEC that did not participate in the, uh, yeah. you know, in the um, in the tournament. Now, I, I take that back. A&M's having a good year with Buzz down the, down the road here in Route Six, but uh, um, the other three teams, Vanderbilt, Georgia, South Carolina, were not in it, and they certainly would have been opportunities for the Big 12 to win. So um, I, I just look at big picture and say, hey, it was a fun weekend, lots of intrigue, but then we move on to conference play. Yeah, now back to conference play, back to the hand-to-hand combat. (laughs) And uh, the stat you guys had last week, Fran, I think I heard it first from you, was strength of schedule of remaining games. I think the Big 12 had nine of the top ten strength of schedules. I see today in the Big 12 notes, uh, Big 12, uh, every team is in the top 25 for remaining strength of schedule. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, that, that speaks to the strength of the league right there. It does. You know, the league's won 83% of its games. Usually, John, as I, <clears throat> off the top of my head, anecdotally, it's usually in the high 70s. But this year, uh, the league's done very well out of conference. It's done very well against the other power six leagues. And um, so, you know, it, it's all cyclical. Everything in college basketball on the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 
analytically is either one or two. Uh, and so while some of these other leagues will dip from time to time down to the fifth or sixth strongest league, uh, that's not the case with the Big 12. And uh, this, this year I think you can safely say it's the same thing. And uh, I think you are exactly right. Um, every single game from here on out is going to be almost every game, I'd say, is between teams that have a legitimate chance to go to the NCAA tournament. That will change, of course, when some teams get dinged a little bit more, like maybe a K-State. But by and large, even K-State has proven to be a very tough out for teams. And uh, I just think that this is a, this is what the league has been probably for about the last decade. Every night in January yeah. and February is going to be uh, a tough game for, for, for a team. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, makes for great theater, though, doesn't it, on television? Like uh, like that yeah. big Monday game you guys had last Monday? Oh, what a great game. Yeah, yeah, and that's the beauty of it. You know, it really is. Uh, this league has, uh, you know, there's so many. You know, for me, John, as a coach, a former coach, I love the X and O's, no question. Who's going to do what to who strategy-wise? But to me, the story of the league in my time, and certainly you can identify with this at being – voice of the bears for you know the same time and longer it's just the great stories that come through the league you know talking about the davion mitchells and the buddy heels and the javon carters and watching kids grow up from their freshman year to their junior or senior year and uh that's what i love about the league is just that um we create our own stories and we do it in the middle of the country without the benefit of the you know the east and west coast medias and the and the espn's uh you know back in bristol and we get to we get to tell these stories in places like Waco and Austin and Lawrence and Ames and you know more often than not um, we watch these kids grow up before our eyes. Fran Frischilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, at doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. Uh, what, what do you what do you make of this matchup tonight? Uh, both looking to bounce back. Uh, Baylor uh, manhandled pretty well by a really hot Alabama team on Saturday, and West Virginia. I really didn't realize it till today, but they've dropped five straight. Uh, what do you think yeah. about this matchup? Well, if you look at West Virginia, let's take them first. They're certainly not as good as they have been. I think offensively they can be challenged at times. Uh, on the other hand, they do not have a bad loss. Uh, out of conference, uh, their losses are to Alabama, a tournament team who's obviously already knocked off three of the final four. Uh, uh, well, what did I say? No, not not West, no, not Alabama. That would be Baylor. But West Virginia's got the loss to Arkansas, who's a hot team, and also a loss to Marquette early the year out of conference. And by and large, the losses in conference have been, for the most part, the teams that are going to the NCAA tournament. So they don't have a bad loss. And anytime you play in this league and you do get knocked on the head and you have a, a losing streak, um, usually the chances are, especially when you have a Hall of Fame coach, that the team's going to come out and play like their hair's on fire. So I expect that tonight. And then, of course, when we watch Baylor tonight and I'm watching the shoot-around, I don't really want to give anything away yet but you'll be over here short soon enough and we'll have to see whether lj Cryer can go which i'm sure you know is probably doubtful and uh outside of that i think they're still a little shorthanded so uh you know with the kinjo still probably nurse in the back it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge but i also think um as i've seen so many times in the past that injuries have a way of strengthening your team in the long run because we may see some guys tonight that we're not used to seeing and uh those guys become, you know, maybe key, key guys off the bench in March. So um, there's always a silver lining when you, when you go through the kind of injuries that Baylor's had lately.
like uh, like a Dale Bonner. Dale Bonner is getting more yep. minutes because they've needed him out there, and he's really starting yeah. to come on, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And and uh, in Dale's case, this may be the most Fairmont, West Virginia, is ever mentioned on an ESPN broadcast tonight because uh, uh, not <laughs> right. only is Dale yeah, a former star at uh, Fairmont State, but Jalen Bridges, a starter for West Virginia, he's from Fairmont. For those of your listeners, uh, you know, in Central Texas, Fairmont's about 20 minutes from Morgantown. Driven through there many times in my days as an assistant at Ohio University. And uh, uh, and also, Jalen Bridges has an NIL deal, by the way, with a very famous pepperoni roll uh, uh, bakery ah. in Fairmont. And pepperoni rolls is the state <laughs> food of West Virginia. Didn't know if you knew that, John. But uh, the pepperoni I, I roll I not only knew a, it, I've tasted them. Yeah. There you go. And, and, you know, just for your listeners, the pepperoni roll was it was a way for the coal miners, instead of taking slices of pizza down into the coal mine, you could wrap the pepperoni roll with, uh, you know, cheese sauce and uh, pepperoni, almost like what we would call a calzone or a cheese danish. Nice. And they would put them in their lunch pails and take them into the coal mine because they didn't fall apart as easily as a slice of pizza, which would make no sense, obviously. So the, the pepperoni nice. roll is indigenous to the state of West Virginia. Little, little nugget right there for you and your listeners. That's why you're the best, Fran. That's a great <laughs> story. <laughs> so yeah. that'll make the air for us uh, us tonight as well. There you go. Well, this will be go. fun tonight, and I'm guessing TCU at Oklahoma, which is on at the same time on ESPN2, I'm guessing that's a makeup game, right? Is that how that ended up at the same time on a Monday? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it's a, you know what? It's a huge game for both teams because I think really both teams are still in that tournament mix. And so, you know, one of those teams is going to come away with a quality win tonight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big, you know, I'm not sure if it's a makeup game or not, but uh, the game we're all talking about here uh, besides tonight is the one in Lubbock tomorrow because uh, yes. I will be in Ames for Kansas-Iowa State, but um, we're, we were checking the uh, tickets, and uh, the cheapest ticket you can get in the lower bowl at the United Supermarkets Arena right now is uh, $880. <laughs> Oh, man. And do you see kids are camping out in tents outside the arena? uh, Yeah, it's amazing, man. And, uh, you know, it's really going to be an interesting – I got the rematch in Austin in a couple weeks, but uh, Mm. certainly I'm going to race back to my hotel in Ames tomorrow night and watch as much of that game as I can because it's got a lot of intrigue, obviously, with Chris Beard going back. Isn't that a game? I mean, Tech fans uh, have had circled this date, haven't they? February yeah, 1st for yeah. the return of Chris Beard to Lubbock. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, and, and, I, and actually, as you know quite well, Texas Tech's probably way better than anybody thought they would be. And So from what I checked on today, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, and so ironic as we thought, you know, at the start of the year, that Tech, Texas would be a top-10 team with that great transfer group. But basketball's a chemistry sport, and uh, – the Red Raiders have great chemistry right now, so that's going to be a very fun game. And, uh, mm. you know, obviously the Bears still have to go out there and play another one with them, but uh, that's what makes this league so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Tech, the only uh, team in the league undefeated at home, so that'll be put to the test tomorrow. Fran, final thought uh, looking ahead. We can do this. Coaches don't look ahead, but we can. Yeah. Uh, will you by chance be in Lawrence on Saturday I will. when we're there? I will, yeah. Great. Yeah, Bob Schusen and I and Chris Button will be there. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a, obviously a big game because of uh, 
you know, because of what's at stake with two of the better teams in the country and certainly in the league. And uh, I think the key right now for Baylor is health. You know, I mean, who's going to be healthy and who's going to play? And uh, but that's part of that's John. You and I have been around this league forever. Uh, injuries are part of the deal. It's part of handling adversity. And uh, uh, if if Baylor is close to full strength, it's obviously going to be a monster game. But uh, it's going to be a monster game anyway. But uh, this is what we kind of live for during the off season. You know, is uh, circling games on a schedule that you can't wait for. And February fifth certainly is on that list. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, and we'll see you at the Ferrell Center later this evening. See you in a couple hours. All right, thanks very much. Fran Fraschilla, he'll call the game on ESPN tonight, ESPN Television with Boog Shambi and Chris Budden, and that's an 8 o'clock tip-off for the Bears and the Mountaineers tonight in the Farrell Center. Here on ESPN Central Texas, we'll be on the air at 7.30. It's an 8 p.m. tip-off. Uh, Pat and I will have the call tonight of Baylor and West Virginia. Uh, Bears did win the first meeting of the year with the Mountaineers. And again, another Kind of a fluke in the schedule. Uh, Baylor's played Oklahoma twice already. We played, we'll play after tonight. We'll have played West Virginia twice already, uh, but have yet to see Texas or uh, or Kansas. So uh, just kind of the way it works out sometimes. In a, in a perfect world, you'd play everybody once and then turn around and play everybody again. But uh, logistically, that is virtually impossible 